Christmas presents in Avengers wrapping paper. Incredible. Hilarious joke. A hilarious joke. That's such a good bit. That's such a good bit. She put it all (laughs) over Twitter. It was brilliant. That's such a good bit. Yeah, and again, like, he's he's fucking Martin Scorsese. Like, as long as he doesn't say anything about a different race of people, (laughs) he can say whatever he wants about fucking Marvel, the biggest movies in the entire world, and that's fine. Let him him say Yeah, no one cared. No one, yeah. His why, opinion on I um, can't understand why anyone cared. I can't understand. It, I think it. it was. I don't think I cared as much as it was like, yo, no one cares. Shut up. Yeah, it was more like, dude, why? Why do you think we're going to go to you for the opinion on whether the Marvel movies are good or not? <laughs> it's like, it's I like, mean, it someone like, like no asked one, him. Someone it's asked not, him who, why? Yeah, it was like. The the original quote, the original tweet is like he's in like the red carpet or something, or he's in like an interview about something completely yeah, different. Yeah, because it was an offhanded but the way we have yeah, to it was do an offhanded comment, and then he had to come back. A couple it was an days offhanded later to comment. It. it was not. It was not crafted. It was not something that he like called a press conference and he's like, uh, "Ladies and gentlemen of the press, I don't think Iron Man is a very compelling <laughs> character." Like that's not that's not what he did. It was an offhand comment the fandom just about like, noggin. listen. Yeah, exactly. What he said, essentially, is like, it's not really my thing. Kind of reminds me of a theme park ride. And I'm like, he's not wrong. Like, he's not, <laughs> no, he's not, not incorrect. It's fine for you know, fucking 800-year-old Martin Scorsese to say he doesn't like Thor. It's okay. <laughs> but, like, the problem is there's this churn and burn fucking industry of online journalism and online video creation. Oh, my God. And it is... It is so fucking click-driven. They have to generate fucking it controversy my mind. at every possible second because that is what brings people mm-hmm. in. So any offhand, anything they can do to weaponize angry men with keyboards, right. they have Absolutely. to do. And so they take it out of context, quote from Martin Scorsese, and it becomes news when that is not right. news. No, yeah, I... Go ahead, go ahead. It just like blows my mind that like we're all very well aware that we're in a very strange, unpre- unplanned, not unprecedented, unplanned hiatus within in these uncertain times. Unplanned hiatus from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and the right. fact that oh, weekly- it's getting to me. By the way, it's getting to me. Yeah, I, you miss them. You need, need that hit. I need that need hit. That I need. I need. I need Black Widow. I need. I'm, I need something. I'm, yeah, Black Some, Widow came and fucking came went. went. Came Black and Widow, went. Yeah, you know, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision. Uh, I need something. I, I want it so it. badly. But, like, <laughs> the thing is, so now bad. every single week, it's multiple videos from multiple... Like, YouTube is just inundated with these comic book and Marvel Cinematic Universe content creators that grasp onto any straw of any rumor of any rumor of a hint of a rumor, and they make a three-minute video based on it just so they can have something. And it's like, you've been doing this for months. The number of, like, we rewatched all 23 films in .25 speed, and these are the Easter eggs that we found that we never found before. And they're all, like, stretches. They're all, like, well, this sounds... Bending over backwards to, like, find the inkling of something that's not there. To come up with anything. Anything. And it's... And I'm a fucking sucker, because I clicked the damn... (laughs) Videos, oh, I've I, learned. I, I've learned. I've gotten wise. Like I see something that's like, oh, new trailer, and then I look at it, 
and I realized it's not from a trailer house, one. And two, I realized nope. it's like nine minutes long. And I'm like, no, this is a guy watching old trailers and talking over it and thinking he's his yeah. thinking his like ribbon plot graph in his on his wall. Or, is like, or it's some fan cut like... nonsense that doesn't make it, it's there's all these like fan trailers that don't oh, announce themselves as fan trailers and then that gets picked up by an outlet and then dumb people who don't filter their media like <laughs> will be like they'll take that as the original trailer and then they'll run that or they'll believe some yeah. guy I on the fucking internet who like recently. says that marvel is lying to them and every people have learned just enough about the production of movies to think they know what they're talking about when they, they absolutely do fucking do Wait. not Yo, they Yo, do you remember do it not. was I think a month ago now Disney Plus and Marvel was like we're gonna release the Fury Files in a week and it was like it's an animated series it's gonna be like a behind the scenes kind of situation do you remember this they were like we're gonna have a new TV show just to kind of keep things moving while we're in quarantine and then they never dropped it and I didn't hear a word about it did you hear about this was no. I the only one I mean, like I just, effect, I just, like, just me, like, I swear. It might be exactly I what, just what, typed it, it might in, be exactly what Kevin was just describing. <laughs> I, I have just typed it in, and it's nothing. Like, there is not a single reputable source showing up on the Google homepage about the Fury Files. It's just pages of not, guess who's here? Cosmic Book News. And if you see Cosmic Book News running a story, it is false. <laughs> I don't care if Cosmic Book News, like, runs, like, JFK was assassinated on 11-22-63. Don't believe it if Cosmic News says it. It's not true. Yeah, that is um, yeah, there is not an original, there is not a single identifiable piece of art that was produced by a professional no. like Disney art creation team. No, there is no basis to any of this. But it's just someone runs a false story. Oh. Maybe they think they have a rumor or maybe they are just absolutely shitting out but nothing and just running it. And then this picks it up and that picks it up. Uh, the Fury Files is an old animated series of shorts that was originally on Disney XD and they were adding them to Disney Plus, not making new episodes. Right, exactly. But <laughs> what like, the fuck? <laughs> but they never added it. Oh, it's not there? It's Great. not there. That, that was But crazy. like, who... But what I can't find is a press release from Disney. What I can't find is like a fucking tweet from Disney. All I can find is yeah, like radiotimes.com. Yeah. I love you 3000 theories oh on youtube.com. I cannot find any like you know who would announce this? Disney's YouTube yeah. channel. You know what I can't find? Disney's YouTube channel saying anything. You know about what this. I am kind of excited for? Uh this year's San Diego Comic-Con being completely public and live-streamed is yeah. going to be pay dirt. Like, we're going to get something. I don't think we're going to yeah. get the Phase 5 lineup. I think we might... I the, the thing I'm hoping for is maybe, like, an actual trailer for Falcon Winter Soldier, maybe WandaVision, instead of that, like, combined trailer they dropped during the Super sure, Bowl. Sure, we'll um, definitely get those, because they're coming out this year, and they're running out of time to, like... They're running out of time. Them. Also... At all. <laughs> Maybe an Eternals teaser, since they probably would have dropped it by now since Black Widow that, would have Was that hit. supposed to be this fall? Yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, it's November. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. 
big yeah, bold big, word. That's alleged. the one where they like kept it so secret that they like haven't released anything, even though apparently they're like basically done with it already. Um, the idea they've that definitely I, filmed it. Like yeah, it's it's absolutely filmed. it's done, but they filming. have to like paint all the alien shit. Right, and I think I yeah, think they sure. like. <laughs> I think it's, it makes sense that they would be like, Black Widow. And then once that's released, they're like, now we can drop a teaser for Eternals to keep people like, uh, keep people on it until that one comes out. But they had to push back Black Widow, so they haven't been able to. So I think they're just like, do we drop the teaser? It's not going to release that much. It's going to be 30 seconds of nothing, but it'll hold yeah. them over. Do we drop it? So I don't know. Who knows what we're going to get San Diego Comic-Con. I'm just excited that I'll be able to participate in Comic-Con for the first time in my life because it's going to be free right. and online. <laughs> and yeah, the only and safe way I would currently feel participating in a convention, which is like sealed right in saran wrap. I can't right. like, absolutely. I'm wildly disappointed, not disappointed, uh, despondent, one would even say, uh, <laughs> because I have been going to Comic-Con and yeah. now I can't. But it's fine. I'm sorry. It's fine. My credentials. You cosplay, Caden? Are you a cosplayer? I haven't cosplayed before, but I'd like to. No, I I go with like a portfolio. <laughs> Comic Con. Oh, oh yeah. Work for me. Here's my work. Yeah. Um, my uncle and I both go professional credentials and like oh, sit no. in portfolio review and talk to. We don't talk to Marvel and DC anymore because that's a fucking joke. We go and yeah. like find yeah. all the small publishers. And, do, uh, like, do you hit? Do you uh, the biggest ones? You're hitting like Image and Vertigo, or those like the Image, big ones? Uh, Vertigo, IDW, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Top Cow, mm. uh, Raw, which is one out of Colorado that Thomas Jane oh. owns. There's you all got sorts Vault. Of, there's all you sorts got of Vault is also really fucking good. First second. Yeah, Vault's Vault is really good, and they keep getting. TV and movie deals based on their books. And yeah, yep. they also make some of the best covers in the world. Can I just say something about our last conversation? We just finished yes, wrapping please. up. Mm -hmm. I've talked about this probably three to five times in the last 10 days, but That's like okay. people are starting to realize that journalism around the world in every facet of the phrase, like movies, TV games, just straight up fucking news uh, is in a really bad place because it's all based on getting its revenue from advertisements, which means they have mm -hmm. to run what's popular, not what's good. Mm -hmm. yeah. And like specifically our last conversation of like, yo, fucking Martin Scorsese said a thing. We should publish this before anybody else. So we get a lot of clicks. So fucking yeah. me undies will pay us more money next month yeah. uh, <laughs> has led to just this. What Kevin? This, what did you describe it as? A, a churn? You were we were waving a, your hands wildly. A, like a churn and burn. I believe I was yeah. mimicking the gears of a meat grinder. Was what I was. I think <laughs> what I was doing. Journalists' dreams in the middle of them. I mean, that's um, always yeah, exactly. been the issue with journalism. Like it has, but it has. it's just right. it's been extremified by the speed of electronic media. Like yeah. we are in the digital age, and everything is faster. Uh, it's faster. That, that's it. That's the word. <laughs> faster. Yeah, it is faster. now. And you are no longer trying like... to get a story yeah. out by the next morning's paper. You are trying to get a story out by two fifty nine because you know IGN's running theirs at three ten, and those twenty minutes are like make or break for you. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's tough out there. You know, it's it's hard yeah. for me to legitimately blame legitimate sites not the fucking fake ass youtube channels that are are 
actively like sure. manipulating people. I think it's tough also, for me to blame the other folks. I think it's also I'm gonna get a little political. Wash out. I think it's also important What's to uh, 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 aggravating. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. Thank you. Uh, it's it's getting to the point. Like I mean, we're so deeply entrenched in oligarchy and capitalism right now that all of the major news outlets are owned by super wealthy individuals, and they have complete control over certain topics. It's like um, like the the main example that I can think of, and like CNN does a lot of good reporting. Like seriously, does mm, sure. pretty pretty good job with uh, this stuff. Uh, it doesn't mean that they're exempt from doing some kind of shady headlines. Like when Bernie Sanders stopped campaigning, he didn't drop out. He stopped campaigning. Yeah. Um, and immediately they say he resigns the campaign. They said he, they said he dropped, they dropped his campaign and they yes. released it before anybody did. They released it before he made his announcement, before he did his whole speech. Yeah. And they just were like, and I saw it everywhere. And it's just, it's very clearly like, I mean, we look at these, they're all owned by these massive news conglomerates are owned by the super wealthy with their own, you know, motives. But that's the other thing. News is never void of motive, right? News and I don't think that it always, and I don't think that it always should be, right? Like there are facts that cannot be subjective. They are objective, but like, right. I'm, o- I'm also okay with like liking a news channel because they want to focus on education because they care passionately about it and they right. have like a specific view on education. Now, I don't think that news channels should be by should be partisan in any way. I but like yeah. I also, who gives a fuck if you want to watch the Democrat Daily? Like that would be I would watch that news channel because like sure I want to know what's going on in the party that frequently seems to have the people that are the most sane. But like the the. <laughs> The the guys at Vice in New York um, uh, at at Waypoint the game side of Vice because I don't read all of Vice um, <laughs> I don't that's <laughs> uh, yeah, fine it's a lot but like Austin Walker and Rob Zachney were talking recently about how like the model of journalism needs to swiftly transition into like crowdfunded models Absolutely. where yeah. people actually support the content they're getting which is ironically what we used to have when people were buying the new york times every weekend or yeah, every, when or a newsie a was on the corner yelling extra extra like yeah, that was the that business they were making model. money off of selling an actual stands but then but then like you said jace like there's i've never called you jace before i don't know if that's okay that's fine that's actually cool. my preferred name all right mm-hmm. um like you said before though like there's these big people, like Bezos owns Washington Post, right? Something like that. Ooh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I fucking like, hate that guy. He's a villain and he's not even trying to hide worst. it. It's the worst. Yeah, but yeah, see, like, yeah, yeah. Why don't we have people with a lot of capital buying up a news division of something and being like, make the news. This is a romantic as it's fuck, possibly newsroom-fueled idea, but like, right. why isn't there someone with Bezos's fucking money who literally doesn't need to make a profit off of it, just buying right. a newsroom and going, you're funded, tell objective but stories. But the thing is, well, here's the thing, though, and like, yes, uh, two things. One, I agree that news should actually not be entirely objective. I think if you view things purely objectively without having any judgment— it's really easy to remain neutral in systems of unjust, of unjust, mm-hmm. of like you know oppression and such, yeah. and it ends up benefiting the people that should be being critiqued. So I think I don't think purely objective news is necessarily the answer. The other thing 
because you said something similar and I agreed with that. Um, but the other thing is when you have someone with that much capital, first and foremost, we also have to take it. We can't just assume someone has a limited capital and did get that through non-shady means because let's face it, if you have a billion dollars, you have taken you have exploited people. Therefore, there you is have, no ethical way to become no a billionaire. There's no ethical way to become a billionaire. Period. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. it just math. The math it's, does it, not fucking check it, out. It doesn't doesn't check out. It's that one gif of the woman going blah blah blah. Huh? Um, but like, yeah, 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 exactly. You can't see Kevin's face, but he's imitating. It was a great. Perfectly. It's my. It's one of the all-time gifs. It's, it's an a extraordinary gif. But, like, the thing is, when someone has that much capital, there's no way that they're not going to be like, look, here's the deal. I got to cover my ass right now, Jeff Bezos says to his new his newsstand, and then says, uh, why don't we release an article talking about how Amazon doesn't exploit their workers or how the Amazon workers are actually happy. And, like, basically, like, anti-union propaganda, pro-Amazon propaganda, there's no existence of a corporate-owned news source that would not take advantage of the system that they have. Mm-hmm. To control the narrative over their own exploitation, so yeah. crowdsource. Crowd, I think crowdsourcing is actually, I agree, a fantastic way of doing it. The people that want that want the news, I got hiccups. I'm so worked up. <laughs> the people that want the news should, you know, contribute to the if news. If you want to see get. something continue, be willing to pay for it to continue. Right. That's the, the problem. Is within a circle of within the cycle of capitalism, the people in the working class don't necessarily have the means to perpetuate the kind of stuff to get them out of that cycle. Of exactly. Not yes. having to. It's Which a is whole why mess. I'm super. Burn it down. Shut it down. Burn it down. Yeah. Start over. Set it all on fire. Which is <laughs> why I'm super confused about like Bloomberg news. Oh fuck! Because that guy. because I don't like Bloomberg at all. But Jason Schreier went there. Because they're the only outlet willing to pay someone writing games criticism and journalism a contract that bears a career writer. And, like, what Jason got out of Bloomberg, because they have the money to do it, because Bloomberg's filthy fucking rich, um, is what the industry needs. It needs patrons, not investors. It needs Mm -hmm. people that want to see good work done, not people that want to see growth yeah, and so like it's super. I'm super conflicted all the time because I'm like fuck Jason Schreier for going to Bloomberg, but also Jason Schreier is like the only example of someone who carved out his career. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of like, hey, we probably shouldn't be too uh, critical of people who are being exploited just because they want. like it's like yeah, it's like you're benefiting from the system. Like I know myself and others uh, work at places where it's like ah, I'm not a huge fan of this, but I'm gonna keep working here and take what I get from it and redistribute yeah. it within what I have. And that's a perfectly valid reappropriation of funds, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I worked at GameStop and had to justify it somehow. Right, exactly. And a bunch of people in something. St. Louis are quitting their jobs because a guy that owned, in some part, like seven businesses just got accused of like 14 different cases of sexual misconduct, harassment, or assault. Ooh. And like eight to yep. ten businesses that people really like are like, wow. Well. <laughs> the, fucking, the fucking yeah. barcade that he ran, all of the employees found out and walked out. Damn. And the, bar, and the place has been closed for days because they're the like, fuck it. Nope. The thing that's so wild, though, is like because we're so deeply entrenched in the capitalist structure that we have, we're really quick to go to what's familiar and recognizable the whole name brand kind of thing Absolutely. you know like if we see i i yeah, I, I don't want i don't want to name too many names because i don't want this to get shadow banned on the internet but like <laughs> sure. like 
but like there are certain you know brands that are iconic literally i'll say a few yeah. mcdonald's apple you nike. know disney nike. Yeah. Nike. <laughs> like the big dogs where it's like look these Absolutely. are the names that you know and you trust uh and they're s- simply put their existence alone makes it difficult for the little guy yep. mm-hmm. period um yep and so when it comes to news sources you know it's all about you know people the game that they're playing now is news you can trust and it's like well what says who maybe we can't trust yeah. any of these folks and then, then the new york Times name publishes that op-ed they didn't even fucking read <laughs> well uh, the problem with the new york times is that they did unfortunately read it and said well we need to hear both sides that, that's the other thing yeah we need to hear from the out. people that think cops killing people are good we need to hear that yeah. <laughs> well, didn't didn't that editor admit to not actually reading it before it went out? Which is um, why but he they resigned. Commissioned it. They commissioned like the topic. They commissioned that guy to write that exact article. So, like, how much they needed to read it was almost irrelevant because they asked him to do it, and then record numbers of people drop their New York Times subscription at the same time. It was like it was the greatest D spike in New York Times history. <laughs> um, happened there. This is, of course, Advanced Community Studies, a podcast about the American uh, sitcom community. Uh, we are the Greendale 3 Pop Pop. Uh, we are now entering season two, which oh. is the only thing I am excited for in the entire world at the moment. Um, I am one of your hosts, TV's Kevin Lanigan, and life sued me, and I lost. <laughs> uh, uh, hi, I'm Jace. <laughs> I got, got a little lost there. I'm Jace. I use they uh-huh. that pronouns. I am your non-binary host. I am back after a very strange hiatus, and then back for a second, and then gone for an episode, and now I'm back, hopefully for the near, <laughs> however, however long, to provide you with your uh, end credit sing-alongs. And uh, uh, I can't, I can't remember the line specifically, but Troy says something about how like. If it all if his brain is all of his brain is crying i don't know that funny thing he says after my whole uh, brain is after, crying yeah after any chloroforms a security guard so uh that 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 whole baby posture he does that's my vibe today that's the gender of the day the folks who are you <laughs> uh and i'm the third host um my my friends and people that know me call me caleb but you uh, to you, I'm a teacher. Wait, that's worse than the truth. I'm a student. <laughs> I'm a student. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, and, and after, you know, you listeners, you clicked on this episode and you got 20 minutes of talk about the very nature of journalism, uh, as which it is, exists today, which, which you have, is... you have gotten <laughs> what the Maku Maku called dirt road. <laughs> <laughs> it's super appropriate uh, to be talking about humans in an episode that's dedicated to anthropology. So I think so. It felt like we should give you some kind of preamble. Yeah, I think so. But but yes, and let's let's roll right into it, shall we? Let's fucking tumble on in. Um, Season two, episode one, Anthropology 101, directed by Joe Russo, written by Chris McKenna. So that is a fucking hell of a lineup for a season premiere. Uh, The gang enrolls in their first anthropology class, taught by special guest star Betty White. Uh, And... At the same time, 
at the same time, we simply must deal with the fallout of uh, season one's uh, finale that made some choices. Uh, so Je Britta becomes the star of the school. Jeff becomes public enemy number one. Uh, Troy has a Twitter account for everything racist that Pierce says. Uh, and, uh, and it culminates with Jeff getting a bunch of PP thrown in his face. Oh, yeah. Oh, this episode is so wild. First of all, it's I just 100% love wild. Dude. Wild. Completely wild. I think this is a, this is also like, as far as, I mean, season one's pilot, you know, doesn't really count as like the beginning of a season because it's like the introduction of the show. It exists in yeah. its own world. Um, all, I think this is probably my favorite beginning of a season opening, just with with Ahmed waking up and it pan it's it pans out from the the calendar that says like returns and it's, it's, he back. just goes and we're back and it's just it's <laughs> brilliantly meta and then they do this side scroll yeah, to dude. fucking Troy rolling out of bed in his Miles Morales Spider Man pajamas <laughs> and it is so dope it's um, so good and then you know so then you, see, you see uh uh Pierce in the waterbed. Uh, With the see. old school Chevy Chase painting above right. his bed, <laughs> uh, which is surely rolling out of bed with her children. You see uh, 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 Jeff doing uh, them upside Jeff down doing crunches. Upside down crunches, yeah. Uh, and then Annie doing, you know, her getting ready for her school day, just already awake uh, in her apartment, which we then end up seeing a lot more of later on in the series. Yeah, this is uh, true. And then, and then uh, uh, Britta and then wakes up, up a Pixies poster above her bed uh, and uh, realizes she has to see all of these people again <laughs> after a very, very, very out of character moment in the season finale where she tells Jeff that she loves him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which uh, uh, we then get just that brilliant, the brilliant irony of the Dean coming in right off. We get to start off because we, you know, we usually get those beautiful, the announcements to get you started. They act like the narration. And the whole theme is fresh starts, fresh starts, fresh starts. And then they lean in. He goes, except, you know, it's a fresh start, you know. And then he says, don't forget that, like, the very end of last year, this thing happened. How embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's just Classic like, wow. Bit really gets the short end of the stick. Classic. And, it's a, and we get this noise steady cam shot where like we follow Britta back from the parking lot, she leaves, we move over to Troy and Pierce, then we move over again to Abed Nanny. And mm -hmm. just a great like bam bam a, a seamless little camera move. Yeah, we get some really well executed cinematography. Cinematography. Right. Cinematography. Cinematography. How you feel That's about right. that uh, Scorsese, huh? Is that huh? what you yeah. Do a cool shot like Community does, Martin Scorsese. I dare you. I dare you, huh? <laughs> I dare you. Even though, like, fucking six episodes ago, they did a fucking Scorsese episode of Community. Yeah. Um, uh, I uh, bet you he thinks that that episode's like a theme, like a theme park. I, uh, what are the odds on bets that Martin Scorsese has seen contemporary hey, American poultry? Martin, I think it's low. I think Marty, it's pretty Hey, listen, listen up, Marty. I know you're listening to this podcast right now. Tell us what you think of that episode. You know, really give what us do you the think lowdown. Of Marty, you Marty, come on the pod. Marty. Marty, <laughs> Marty stop on by, Marty. Hi, Marty. Come on in, Marty. Uh, I, so Jace, you were not here for our discussion of the season one finale, uh, but, but Caleb and I are no large fans of the plot developments in that episode. However, 
I love how weird this episode is. Jeff and Britta's, like, kiss in the anthropology classroom where they're like uh, they lock God. tongues before anything else is so funny it's just, so fucking it's funny. funny i do have to admit it feels weird to me though not because it is genuinely one of the most uncomfortable kisses in television history but it's so weird. because, because so we, we've already established that these two know how to kiss each other and they don't find it entirely off-putting it's, right. The whole function of this is like, ah, oh, we're so mad at each other that we can't let the other person lose. Um, the kissing that they do later when they're like aggressively pecking each other and it looks like they're punching each other with their lips. It's brilliant. So That's the vibe of the whole thing. But the fact that they do this weird open mouth lean in, clearly great for the comedic effect, makes me go, y'all literally fucked not that long ago. And you're yeah, acting a like couple you months ago. It's like, ah, okay. Because right. it's like, it's a it's this competition of like, who right. can commit to the bit the hardest. Right, but, like, but like, as far as two people trying to commit to the bit, neither of them are committing even a little bit in that <laughs> Convincingly. moment. Convincingly, <laughs> yeah. Um, that is, uh, that is exceptional stuff. This is the first of three times where Jeff and Britta, out of sheer pettiness, almost get married. Like, this happens so Oh my god, that's right, it does often. happen. This it's is my favorite, so... though, simply because of Abed hiring an Irish singer to do a cover of Abed Linger. hired an Irish singer. 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 Brittany's Marion. Brittany's Marion. Brittany's Marion. Jeffrey Winger. It's just brilliant. Brilliant. So so we so bring funny. in the Clooney. I, the Clooney I love like it. like the first reference to Abed's problem with hiring impersonator, like active actor, <laughs> he loves it, which is such a great <laughs> setup for way it. down the road. Which with his whole like, I can't stop, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Some some good dang shit. I love the solid burn he drops on Jeff Winger of like oh, I can oh. I can tell the difference between movies and TV. TV has rules. It has structure. It has likable leading men. In life, we have this. We have you. And it is, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, is, it's is, fucking that's, scathing, dude. That's a it's read. Like, like yikes, oh, It's stone fucking cold. And that is, that is one of the things that I've always loved about this show and about Jeff as a character is how much this show challenges you to stay on his side. Like, or even sometimes encourages you not too because this like a petty broken man just cannot hold it together um in a zach braff uh jim from the office like dominated <laughs> world we have jeff winger like a genuinely bad person yeah yeah i also love that this episode jumps right into um what uh, pierce's bullshit <laughs> with old white man says like old white mm-hmm. 2010 do y'all remember shit my dad says no yeah yeah i do remember that that is what this is a parody of a a very popular twitter account that became a book that became a tv show with william shatner was called shit my dad says of like the guy would just tweet he, he it was this guy he and it was real allegedly he lost his job had to move back in with his parents and his dad was a pierce type and would just say this shit and he would tweet it out and the guy made thousands if not millions of dollars off of his dad being an offensive dick and uh this is community's fucking wild take on that that's actually really fun i didn't even i 
didn't even pick up on that. That's I was just going to make a reference to the fact that they referred to uh, 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 Toy Story three because that's the that's the real time notifier for me. That's the like oh <laughs> yeah. shit I was like going to college. Yep, that's how I know. <laughs> Toy Story three yep. like came out <laughs> when yeah. the show was on. Yes, wow. that's, that's that's a whole that's a whole fucking mood. Mm-hmm. Is this is this the one that opens with fucking Batman and Shaft? Yes. 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 Okay. Batman and because you know, like, Batman had Robin, right? So, you don't have to let them dictate who you could be. Shaft, Ooh. Dolomite. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It hurts. It uh, hurts. And then and then later Pierce delivers a line that like it's not his best, but it's definitely one that's like. If you didn't watch season one, you go, oh, this is who this guy is. Mm-hmm. When they're talking about the most important tool, and he goes, I'll show you the, the tool that's most important to our survival, but I'm warning you. Fair warning, it's my penis. I, I, <laughs> you, you brought up before that that's like one of your favorite lines. It's, it's good. It's, it's good. Anytime it's Pierce good. just like offhanded says some like wildly uncomfortable shit, I'm like, yep. Yep. My, I mean, my all-time favorite Pierce line is his... <laughs> my all-time favorite Pierce line is his paintball episode line where they're trying to say there's something between Jeff and Britta, and <laughs> Jeff says, there is no Jeff and Britta. And Pierce goes, he said, fully erect. Yeah, that, that shit wrecks me every fucking time I hear it. Stone Cold. I like his delivery in this episode after he throws... After Jeff wakes up in the hospital bed for what will be one of many times over the course <laughs> oh, yeah. of the show... Uh, P- Jeff was like, did someone throw pee in my face? And Pierce is like, oh, I surprised myself under pressure. It's, a, it's this little self-effacing moment I think is uh, very, very funny. He uh, looks so pleased with himself. He looks he does. so pleased with himself. It makes me want to punch him. I hate it. Yeah. It's, that is a good line. I will admit, that's a good I watched that. It's one of those where you're like, oh, like I hate you. <laughs> and then that's you a good line. now understood Pierce. Right, exactly. Uh, You're like, wow, this guy sucks. His entire existence <laughs> is for you to be like, fuck. Um, and we have kind of skated around it up until this point, but uh, Betty White is in this episode because why not? Mm. In your big like season premiere, you got a lot of buzz off your little paintball episode. Like, come out of season two, fucking swinging, do some cool camera moves, and mm. then bring in a bring guest in the big star, guns. Which can, in theory, attract a lot of a people to your show. I mean, uh, the the biggest example of this I can think of is how Britney Spears like literally saved How I Met Your Mother. Like, without Britney Spears, How I Met Your Mother is canceled in season three. But suddenly, you bring in guest star Britney Spears right after all of her like very public, you know, the head shaving, etc. Yeah. Um, she comes free in for Britney a guest Spears. spot. Free her, uh, free her, free her, free, free her, free her, Brittany. I needed to we say We love Brittany. <laughs> Nothing but Brittany has been treated so horribly by the fucking entertainment industry. She was so and young. And her dad, free her. Free Absolutely. Glorious human. She released a new album recently, actually, if you're into I that. I did not know that. It's a fun one. Yeah, it's a fun uh, one. But but um, unfortunately, Britney's greatest crime is saving How I Met Your Mother. Um, but uh, but uh, so that's the idea. You bring in Betty White for this to, in theory, boost your ratings. And I'm She's looking so at the ratings. Good. It kind of worked, I guess. Oh, yeah, it's it the highest rated episode this season. No, it is. 
every other episode, it's all downhill from here, baby. That's interesting, because as far as this season, this plot, I mean, it's a decent plot, but it's not my favorite plot from this season. I do think Betty White was cast not only well, but perfectly. I think, like, just the way I, I, there's something so fantastic about Betty White playing the seemingly innocent yet deeply terrifying anthropology teacher that just works so well and it brings me such joy her i know she's like she's a fucking comedy veteran she's been doing it for a hundred years golden girls is a great show um but her delivery on the line of like uh (laughs) they swear by its restorative powers well more of my urine for me yeah brilliant so good uh, I, she fucking slays. Betty White's a legend for a fucking reason. There's we not also, a line I think I quote more <laughs> than Chang oh fucking leaning back and just. Ah, <laughs> like, man, it's so, so funny. funny. I don't know. I don't know a single gay that doesn't quote that regularly. Like <laughs> the gays quote <laughs> no, that exactly. It's, it's just a, absolutely. Oh, it's, it's so good. <laughs> It's spot on. It's so wild because, like, I mean, like, yeah, it's definitely, like, fucked up. And it was that time where people were like, huh. But it's one of those things where it's like, you have such, like, he has no clout. So when he calls someone gay, it's not even offensive. You're just like, dude, shut up. But yeah, like, no, and he's just the best doing part it. Is that it's just, it's fucking Chang who has... <laughs> Who has lost his job as a teacher, a, a Chinese teacher of Spanish, because he lied about it, who's now taking <laughs> classes with his students and hopes to get his classroom that he can teach back. And it, it's just this desperate dude trying to be cool, using an old, like, as it ages, yeah. it still feels like a, just an older guy trying to be cool and hip. It's <laughs> the same, like, sounds like, use in that moment. Where he, he starts calling yeah. Exactly. Right. That's what that it's, moment is. Only it's so much more likable than Pierce for some reason. It's <laughs> it's completely like non-offensive to me because it's the same use of gay as like in Shaun of the Dead, where it just means you have feelings. Like it's just it's we are not supposed to like be on his side when he calls someone gay for having feelings. I mean, um, it does, I, to be fair, it does subtly enforce that that's something that we should use as an insult. Insult? Oh my god, I'm so worked up. I'm hiccuping again, y'all. It's crazy <laughs> out here. Yeah, it's it's not good. Like, let's be honest. It is not good. Like, it is not good practice to use that kind of language in a comedy. But no. if we're gonna if we're gonna be able to like try and make a good time out of this, I, I I'm not gonna give it a pass. I'm still gonna be like, mm, maybe don't. But I I do quote it. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I do quote it. Like, it's it's funny to me. But I, I think also just like Chang just comes out the gate swinging this season too because what a great performance like oh no is it episode two it's episode well, two where he does the really crazy split screen thing we'll get to that i don't want to jump no because... that's the that's the end of this episode oh, where he does the episode. golem maneuver yeah, on the table on, on the table and he it's does so that good. split like they start with this tracking yeah. shot from right to left and you watch him transition from like like they hate you into like no everything's fine and there's something so amazing about ben chang's innocent face that he does where he genuinely yeah. looks like a three-year-old puppy i don't know how he does puppy? it yeah it's the he worst. turns into a puppy and then they do this cut where they actually cut they do a jump cut back mm-hmm. and forth between him and it's like it's it's the amazingness because 
he goes from like his hairs like in place and he's got these big wide sweet eyes to his hairs disheveled and he looks absolutely batshit and it is glorious it is a brilliant performance by ken jang it is marvelous 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 it's very good Chang in this episode also has that moment where he uh, he's like, would someone with shame do this? And he pulls out his phone <laughs> and the phone is like, balance, twenty six dollars. <laughs> <He's like, laughs> Consider yourself Chang. Chang. This is where we start using Chang as a verb. As, as as a a ver- ver- <laughs> this is where we start like Chang becomes part of the language oh, that yeah. he uses. The Changwitch, Kevin. The Changwitch. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so fucking sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize to all the Ben Changs out there. That was that was horrible of me. Um, all of them. I do apologize. Look, hey, it. I will do a, a screenshot of the notes app apology yet. later. Oh uh, man, uh, man. This also has the the explosion where you mentioned right when uh right after it when Abed says his just lethal combo. Yeah. But the blow up before that of like the whole group realizing Jeff turned the entirety of the season, the last three episodes of the last season to like benefit him in every possible fucking way. And he punches the shit out of him. But like right before before that, they find out that they had sex in the study room. And <laughs> Troy stands up when everyone else is going, Oh, oh my God, awesome. awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Jeff, then, if there are three donuts, you don't eat one and then lick another. Are we going <laughs> to object to the fact that he just referred to us all as donuts? Yeah. I think this- that's actually one of my favorite riddle lines, too, of her being like, Great one. Uh, Is anyone going to point out how sexist that was? <laughs> is this also the one where Jeff, or when Troy's reaction is like, Is there anything you didn't win that day? Yep, incredible. Um, Troy thinks all all dogs are boys and all cats are girls. You can't disprove it. You Have you ever seen a cat penis? Have you seen a cat penis? Y'all, to be fair, to be fair, there was a, a decent amount of my life where, like, that was my functioning gender comprehension. Like, I just assumed if I... If I saw a pet on the street, which, if I, first of all, if I saw a cat on a leash, I'd be shocked. But I have seen it before. But, like, if you see a dog on the street, you're, you're just like, oh, who's a good boy? But then if you see a cat, you're like, oh, that's a girl, right? Pretty girl, uh, pretty girl. Pretty girl, right. Which is a weird commentary on gender perspectives in yeah. the United States. But, like, I would be lying if I said that that wasn't something that I actively thought about, too. Yeah. Have you seen a cat penis? <laughs> he ain't wrong. Is all I'm saying. He ain't wrong. So I, it's so. I actually have I seen a cat penis. We adopted a cat during quarantine. I know it's weird. It's weird. We adopted a cat during quarantine, and this little dude just loves to hop up on the bed and give a little humpy dumpy to the comforter. Humpy and, dumpy. And she just, humpy you know, dumpy had a great fall. Ooh, I didn't like that. And he, when he's done, though, he'll like. You know, cats, like, groom themselves, and they do the thing, and he'll just turn around, he'll lift his leg up, and you'll see this weird, I can only describe it as a miniature traffic cone. Uh, Jesus Christ. It is. Oh, that's candy corn. (laughs) Worse, but, like, mixed with the worm from Dune. Like, it's bad. Uh -uh, Uh-uh, Vito. Uh-uh. I draw the line at Shai Halud. We're moving. Uh -uh, Uh-uh. Shai Halud got to move after Shai Halud. Nah, nah, nah. Uh, all right, Although let's Chris segue very proud of us, Kevin. <laughs> into the second episode on our docket tonight. <laughs> Season one, episode two, Accounting for Lawyers. Get it? 
uh, directed by Joe Russo, written by Emily Cutler. Uh, in this episode, uh, Alan, a former, uh, a, a current member of Jeff's former law firm, uh, returns and invites him to a soiree You're uh, that needs. all of the study group ends up attending at the same time as Ben Chang enters the pop and lock uh, uh, Toberfest uh, pop and lock contest. Uh, and this is, <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, get out your fucking trumpets. This is the Dean's first outfit. Is it really? I did not Pro- realize. Wrong. You have seen you ever this? seen a cat penis? Prove me wrong. <laughs> I, I, I also want to give a shout out to, this probably has one of my favorite Yvette Nicole Brown uh, acting moments in the whole series. A- Annie is talking about, she goes, oh, I know where I remember him from. And then there's the whole charades bit where she's like trying to basically say that like he got Jeff. She but she writes it down first. She writes it down first. Like old school charade rules. She writes it down first and she's acting like this is so good. She puts it down. And when we cut to it's a brilliant shot too, because it's very it's the two of them. The focus Mm -hmm. of the shot is supposedly just Annie. Those were air quotes for those of you who can't see through the internet. Mm -hmm. Um and Annie stands up and starts doing this thing. And if you watch Shirley her head immediately goes down to the notebook. She waits a second and then just picks it up and reads it out loud. And it is it is such a solid acting moment from Yvette Nicole. It's just, so I love it so much. It's so good. So good. I think so this good. whole episode fucking slaps. This is a good damn episode. This you have episode. the chloroform di- fiasco. <laughs> I can you have. Mean. You Let have all of them running around the fucking uh, uh, lawyer gathering. You have Drew Carey with a weird hole in his hand. his hand. You have, I mean, we he are fucking. Jeff's hand and it goes. There's, there's that pop noise. Oh, <laughs> oh, so oh, oh every so time it happens, it's just like, oh. He so shakes funny. Jeff's hand and it goes. Yeah, so funny. <laughs> Talk about the we- big weird hole in my hand. He drops um, a martini gr- uh, olive through it. As a Christmas. Exceptional work. I I love it. Um, we get some great Jeffisms in this episode. Uh, I never said that. You might have heard it. I might have thought it. It might be true, but I never said. But I never that. said that. Yeah. Oh, so good. There are great subtle jokes like uh, Tango and Sundance. Great joke. Hat Club. Great joke. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness! It just it, this one's fucking shooting off. You get Rob Cordry in this episode. Yeah, Rob Cordry's in Rob Cordry. Yeah. Who's Rob Cordry? Pardon my ignorance. That's his he, partner. He he's the guy that plays Alan. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, um, yes, yes, yes. He's in fucking everything. He, he, he plays skis ball and everything. Skis ball in everything. He's some brand of like way too confident skis ball. He's of course like fucking children's hospital. He slays, but he's also uh, like ballers? the funniest um, ballers where he's partnered up with the rock with the rock man. Yeah. He's that show's great, man. Uh, you got that. He is fucking hysterical in hot tub time machine. Oh my God. Like he can fucking kill in anything. Hot tub time machine. His part is excellent because Crispin Glover plays a maintenance worker who is missing an arm in present day and they go back to the past and he still has both arms. So you and Rob Cordry are both thinking, okay, he's gonna lose his arm at some point. And every time Crispin Glover falls into peril, he just gets so fucking excited. He's just so ready to watch this guy lose his arm. Great bit. Good bit. It's all I'm going to say about Hot Tub Here it goes. It never happens. 
Um, yeah. I love Pearson and Allen's interaction of like, I can reach into a man's soul and unravel it with a single tug. And he's like, all right, try me. He's like, you're bald. And he goes, so are you. I'll are kill you. you. I'll, I'll kill you. you. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that bit makes me very happy. I enjoyed that one. Oh, it's so good. It's Those so good. two, that's a hot tub time machine reunion, him and Chevy Chase. That's, we're, we're bringing it back. It's happening all over again. Yeah, just, I mean, everyone knows, like, I can explain, let me explain, is exceptional. The chloroform bit where they decide to pretend that they all got knocked out. <laughs> and then he's like, who's she? <laughs> exceptional bit. Like, if this had been a not very good episode, but had included the chloroform bit, I would consider it for the top ten episodes of Community. It's oh, such a that fucking chlor- That chloroform good bit is honestly one of the most memorable moments. Here, I'm you, you, everybody. I am so Sweet. at a loss for words. I'm it out, it out, it's so difficult. <laughs> like y'all already know that Troy and Abed. Oh, don't even. Sorry, the cat is about to eat the charger cable. Do not do that. Um, don't don't hump it either. Yeah, right. We don't want to traffic cone bastard. Right. <laughs> uh, but um, like y'all already know that Troy and Abed are easily my favorite part of this whole show. Just because like that that yeah, was just, like one of the things. Uh, and then Annie also plays this really weird part that I love in the show as well. She's like one of those characters that each time I watch it, I like her more and more. Mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm. strange writing, not her fault. Uh, but, yeah. you know, but like when the three of them are together, which we get more later on when they all move in together, like that's some really exciting stuff. And this is the first time we really get a view of how these three would interact when they're alone by themselves. The three yeah, of them. For sure. And it is so memorable because of their chaos dynamic like they all are really smart in only very specific ways and so when they're together they're just completely incompetent as a whole and it's brilliant it's if we get caught up here kanye and kumar get taken to jail you get taken to dinner (laughs) which is a great line a great exceptional line and then Uh, just a moment of misogyny that's also just unfortunately just like a clever moment where she goes, where she goes, oh, you guys suck. And I'm <laughs> staring at her. Did you hear what she, you hear what she <laughs> said? He goes, no. All I heard was suck. All I heard was suck. <laughs> and it's just like, oh. No, I love that. I love that moment because it proves that Troy, Abed, and Annie, when they live together, just fuck all the time. <laughs> all the time. Oh, that's your, is that your dirty fanfic, Sitch? Oh, we, yeah, you yeah, missed we, a lot of episodes where Caleb and I became very certain that that was what was going. Oh no, their wow. their household, their 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 apartment is just free love. Hundred percent. Are you kidding me, you really Troy and Abed and a- oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And then Abed's Troy in leaves and Britta comes in. Same deal. New thruple. Like it's all it's all, it all checks out. I don't like this. <laughs> But I think it's 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 better for for me to think of that than to think of all the people that voted that Annie and Jeff need to be together. Uh, you know what? Uh, I, I, I will concede. At least I, would the same much, age. I would much rather view a throuple between Annie, Abed, and Troy than Annie and Jeff together in any circumstance. I, I think which, it's beautiful. I think it's a beautiful, wonderful throuple. Like Abed's recording her in her bedroom. <laughs> Yes, okay, this is the key piece of evidence, right? Is that video he makes of her in the wedding episode where she pretends to be his wife. It is 
too convincing. Annie Edison is canonically a bad actor. She cannot act. and But that is exceptionally convincing. And the only thing that makes it check out is if it's, no, it's just for real. <laughs> if, it's, if they just live that. Every yeah, day. This is what happens when you let two cis men fantasize about a fucking... A primetime comedy show. They make everything a trouble. They're I am like, offended. Text, text everywhere. Oh, I called them sis. Watch out. The world's No, I mean, them. hey, listen. When hey, Annie's man. not around, Troy and Abed are also fucking. Like, it's I, not, I, they don't need I Annie. Disagree. I disagree. I As okay. much as I love the gay representation, I love it. I love me some gay representation. The thing that makes Troy and Abed work is that they're so loving of each other but they're not sexually in- involved with each other. They represent pure, innocent friendship to me, and that's why I, 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 I hold them in a very specific spot. I that's would concede that's, that's got, that's to Abed so being like, to Abed being like the middle point, if we're talking polyamory, if we're talking a throuple, we're gonna get down to the actual queer theory of it all. Abed is the middle point of this, right? <laughs> He's the one that makes the okay. don't laugh. I'm serious. No. Okay. No, no, no. I'm laughing in good faith. I'm not Same laughing at it. it's I'm ridiculous. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing that you were like, nope, that's not how it is. But just in case it was, let's get into the theory. I'm laughing that we're breaking out like queer and gender theory. Like, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. That's awesome. Okay. Look, Abed's at the middle point. This is a V, right? We got a V uh-huh. situation. Abed's mm-hmm. the middle point. He's mostly asexual, by my estimations. Not a romantic. I think that their whole romantic relationship. Relationship does border on romantic, and Annie absolutely is the sexual person between it because they do play frequently throughout this entire show as Annie Edison being a remarkably sexual creature, despite the fact that she's always playing innocent. We get a lot of that subtext Oop, throughout. Be doop, be doop, doop, sex. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I view the throuple as Abed is right there in the middle, who's kind of orchestrating. I think most of it is under the guise of Abed being like, I'm going to venture into pornography. And so he kind of, <laughs> Oh, as a filmmaker? Right, yeah. He's like, look, okay. I, I have no stakes in this. I think both of these people are fantastic. I think he removes himself almost entirely and maintains a good structure for them as a throuple. I don't know what's weirder. Us suggesting the three of them fucking all the time or you being like, I mean, I bet would watch. But and they tape it, right? It. Yeah. <laughs> That's your addition. <laughs> is, that, is that there is a video record of it. Yeah. Kevin was talking about it. There's evidence of him being like, we know for a fact Abed records Annie getting freaky. Like, we know this. All I'm Wait. saying yeah! Kevin's like, uh. This is, I'm thinking. I'm moving my hand in a circular relation around my beard because I'm thinking. These are new. We uh, All we can do at this point is just continue to look for the clues. We can continue to try and put this together, and by the time we have finished season six, we will have a qualitative theory about what is really going on. I've got it. I've got got my final thoughts. I don't mean to cut you off. You can share yours after. But I have to say this before I forget. (laughs) Abed, so, so, Abed (laughs) knows too much about the group. Abed knows too much about the group. We know this because later his journal will be found. Right. Yes, and it has way too much information. Abed Correct. knows that sh- that that Annie has always had a thing for Troy, and when they live together, Abed knows that they can tie a loose end if they get together. So I'm sure Abed pushed them together once or twice. Abed's yeah. interaction with Annie was touching her boobs once and going cool, 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 and that was it. <laughs> like that's all he, he got tapped out at that point. Right. Yeah, yeah, that would be Abed. Okay. He'd be like, oh, cool, okay. cool, cool. But I I would believe more that Abed was like, no, you two, 
He specifically acted like he didn't know Troy and Britta were fucking because Britta kept bringing donuts. <laughs> like, he orchestrated. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. He's fully orchestrating a porno between two of his best friends that he probably very actively acknowledges as attractive human beings, but is not actively sexually interested. Look, we're going to be fantasizing and doing all this stuff the entire time. I just want you to know, no matter how hard the evidence points to suggest some heteronormative stuff, I will queer the lens. It is going to happen. So like, Absolutely. That, <laughs> but that that's, I feel like that's my role here is to be like, hey, sounds straight. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope yeah. you, I hope you have a higher uh, opinion of us to know that that's not all we expect. No, right. no, 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 when, no, I, no, that's no. why I as wanted to highlight for sure that in our <laughs> thruple theory, Troy and Abed are also fucking like, it's not just about the 80 of it all in the thruple triumvirate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I personally, I find it more queer that they're not fucking. That's okay. just me. Okay. okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, the evidence will never speak for itself. We will have to speak for the evidence because I, the evidence I, I, doesn't actually exist. Here's here's, <laughs> so. here's what I shall posit. Here's what I shall posit, and this will be my yes. closing note on this whole discourse. If yes. I have my theory is that somewhere hidden in all six seasons. Troy has an active sexual relationship with another man in Greendale Community College. If we can collectively figure out who that is, because let's face it, Troy's got some gay tendencies, right? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. that booty hole plug. So, <laughs> right. Exactly. And, you know, that's exactly. plugging that hole. Because I don't, I genuinely don't think it's Abed. I, not that Abed wouldn't do it. I feel like Abed would be like, I love you. I will do anything for you. Let's figure uh, this out. <laughs> exactly. Because right. I feel like Abed as an asexual would be like, I have no sexual relation to this. If this will make you happy, then I'll do it for you. But I genuinely think that Troy actually wants someone that's going to enjoy it in a different way. So let's keep our eyes out okay. for Troy's secret boyfriend. And, we're going uh, we're gonna, to we're gonna keep our eyes peeled. We're going we're gonna to keep looking here. For those of you listening, go ahead and uh, vote. Uh, what do you think Troy's secret boyfriend <laughs> Oh, it's boyfriend rich. Is? It's rich, 100%. That's why Rich never comes back. (laughs) Rich, he and Troy had a bad falling out. It was rough. Uh, And that's why Rich uh, completely disappears. So I've pulled up the (laughs) ranking sheet. It is time for us to... uh, We're adding season two to the ranking sheet. This is going to get chaotic and quick. Uh, But first, the end tags. Should you make a different document to have... The season's all separate, and then at the end of this long endeavor we've started, we can then have, like, five episodes dedicated to parsing through the mass of information we're going to have? Or do you want to keep adding to no. the same list? No, you can't see it. I'm shaking my head. We are adding it to the same <laughs> list. We all are right. going to... There's no, there's no separation here, and I think that would give unfair credit to a season four that perhaps doesn't need its own fucking word doc taking up six <laughs> megabytes on my doesn't computer. Deserve it. The gas doesn't, doesn't deserve, deserve it. the fucking kilobytes. Does not deserve. Yeah. What's beneath a fucking kilobyte? Uh, what, what, how much, how deeper can we get? Okay. This is completely unrelated. Keith David in season six has this incredible bit about, uh, bites <laughs> where he's I like, what are we is. up to giga? And Abed says, Tara. And Keith David removes his glasses. Take his glasses says, off. Tara, the bastards did it. That is a great bit. I was recently revisiting season six, and Keith David is so fucking funny in every single episode. Uh, 
Uh, anyway, okay. It's Mike Goliath. I love him. Absolutely. Uh, so, end tags first. Um, the new rap. A second rap. The Betty White Africa rap. Um, so, as a starting point, as we put this up against the Spanish rap, who comes out on top? Uh, Spanish rap is still on top, for sure. Okay. Um, but I think this, personally, um, it's such a good one. It's definitely top five for me, but I think it just clinches top five. Because I don't think it's funnier than Pepperwater. I don't think it's funnier than Batman <laughs> Chat. Um, and Spanish rap is still in its own world. So for me, it's just above Porn Names. And, okay. and just below clearing Pepper. into the top that's, five. That's my vote. Yeah, just 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 edging its way into the top five territory. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Caleb, like, what are you thinking? No, I I can agree with that. I can agree with you don't that. Need but to. I'm I'm going no, but I'm going to make a case that the next the next end tag knocks it down immediately. Yeah, I would but I would probably one? agree with that. But one at a time, folks. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> that one works. Um, what do you say? F, what? Uh, well, after after Pepper Water, Water Above Porn Names, names our new, new number, number five. five. Yeah, yeah. Betty sure, White Africa sure, rap. Sure. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. All right. Which um, one's, and then two? Uh, the cartoon tunnel, which is <laughs> so that is it is exactly my sphere of humor. I love that Looney Tunes <laughs> so shit good. so fucking that might, much. That might. That might knock down Pepperwater or even Batman chat for me, honestly. I think, I think we're looking number three. real high. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I, it it's not as good now. as Troy and Abed in the morning, but yeah, it's right there. It, it's I it, love dude, it. Dude, and Abed's like aside, like there might have been some real damage done there. So <laughs> funny. Man, also, it's so the beautiful bad. close up of Donald Glover's gorgeous acting beat. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's him so just, I just did bond it. He's like, I didn't. I, I, did, I, I did, did it. I did it. I did. real damage done there. <laughs> Excellent work. Yeah, it's the exact sphere of all of my interests, which is that cartoon shit. Like, the Looney Tunes are what are going to finally make me shill out for HBO Max. They're going to fucking wrap a rope around me and pull me through the golf course to fucking Space Jam. <laughs> I just cannot resist them having almost all Looney Tunes on there. It's just what it's what's yeah, going to find. I had uh, HBO now, so I just, or HBO Go, so I just have HBO Max by default. So I didn't have to make that decision, but trust me, Looney Tunes and Anthony Bourdain's entire Parts Unknown show. Bourdain, rest in peace, the icon. R.I.P. R.I.P. My hero, my hero. Truly a hero. No, genuinely a a cultural hero. Absolutes. Um, So on to the episode rankings. Uh, We start with the uh, season two premiere Anthropology 101. So as a starting point, let's put it up against the season one premiere. Is this better than the pilot? I say yes. Mm-hmm. No, I'm down. It's it's the equivalent yeah. of a of an Office or Parks and Rec season two premiere. It's oh, we don't have to. Yeah. yeah, we don't have to tell yes, you. The, we don't have to tell you about any of these characters anymore. You know them all. You've seen them all. They're all contextualized for you. Yeah, I think there's enough fucking alone for me. Does it honestly? The opening bit, the Betty White, the Jeff and Britta. I I love it. Okay, so better than the pilot. So we're looking in the top twelve. I I maybe I'm gonna 
I'm gonna throw in a weird one. Uh, please disagree with me. I, I want I want someone to argue with it. Uh, uh, I'm seeing somewhere between introduction to film and beginner pottery. I don't think it's as good as intro to film. Uh, but pottery for me is it's close. To, I think it's kind of close to beginner pottery for me. But that's... I I agree. I think it's just sneaking into the top ten zone. Just sneaking. Sneaky, yeah, maybe a little lower. I don't know. Mm, see, beginner pottery doesn't have all that much it's pretty, that happens it's pretty low in it. Key. That like shows up but it's later. Great episode, eight, though. So no, so. It's, yeah, it, it's it's because it's ranked eight because it's very good. But like, if we're mm. ranking things for posterity, right? Like <laughs> this episode has to be above that because like there's things in this episode that will continue to be a part of this. Right. We already talked about the dynamic between Troy, yeah. Annie, and, and Abed. We've already right. talked about the fact that well, we're going to see Cordy you're, back. You're talking We've a, already talking. You know what I mean? Like, we're talking Anthro 101. Yeah, we're still on Anthro. Oh wait, sorry, we're still. Yep, I'm in the wrong one. Uh, just kidding. But like, still though, I think it mm, still holds for absolutely. for Anthro 101, just because like. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's a great starter. Um, I don't think it beats Intro to Film. I would say solidly it is below seven because Intro to Film just like does. Intro to Film is the one where yeah yeah uh, Abed's dad cries at the end, right? Yeah, that's one of those yeah. moments yeah. like shit. This okay. show yeah. Yeah. some damage might have been done there. Yeah. So are we gonna put episodes one and two in spots? The new spots um, eight and nine. I think. Is is season two episode one better than I, season two episode uh, two? Spoilers for what I'm about yeah. to say. I think accounting for lawyers so. would eke into my top five at this point. That is a really funny, okay. solid character episode for Jeff. You have the great chloroform subplot. Um, I, that one would sneak into my personal get top into it. five. I am fine with putting Anthro 101 right beneath Introduction to Film and making it our new number eight. Okay. S two. Sure. That sounds good to me. And then, as far as season two, episode two, are we think you think it top five? Do it's we want so it? It's so funny. I look forward uh, to this episode every. Is it, is it better than? Is it? It is. You know what? I I I would I would say I could put that at five, just above debate one hundred and nine. Wait, that's which one's contemporary fingers. American poultry? Which one? It's that? not that's better the, than. That's chicken the mafia fingers. episode. It's not. Oh. It's not. Yeah, I say number five. Just below chicken. What do you think, Akela? Just above debate 109. Debate. I think it might be better than chicken. Ooh. Oh. Better than chicken. Yeah, better than like, those chicken nuggets, huh? Yeah, because this episode, I was I was saying it before we had gotten to this episode, but this episode establishes so many things, and as as yeah. awesome as, as chicken is, it's a it's chicken a, a one off. But chicken it's a, is it's a, a one shot. A beautiful one shot. It's their first big genre episode. It's a it great is very, Jeff very good. episode. Uh it's it's the first time they do the big stylistic change. And I I don't think I can give it above chicken, but I think You're right. Jace and I are right. both saying like top five, like a above debate. Let's put let's Sure, sure. It's definitely look, it's above debate. Four, right. It's above either debate. four or five. Yeah, it's above debate. Uh, it, it's close. It's close with chicken. Yeah. I, I, they're different though. That's the other thing. Chicken is such its own singular episode that it kind of yeah. It being the first really offshoot episode with no ties mm-hmm. to anything else in that season. 
It exists in its own world. Uh, it being the first one of those gives it like okay, an yeah. additional ten points. So yeah, Even if the episode is better than Chicken, Chicken does have an element structurally that kind of boosts yeah. it up mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah. So, yeah. We got we had a couple episodes, Chase. Let me tell you, where oh yeah, where Kevin and I literally sat the the three best yeah. moments of each episode next to each other, and we're yeah. like, this one has these three. Does this one have when we were doing it's our current number two three. and three. Mm-hmm. And we were doing uh, billiards versus the first Christmas episode. We were breaking it down <laughs> like okay. Every character, which episode is better for them, and like ranking them that way. We, yeah, it we was, were. Each character bananas. was how we were doing it. Yeah. I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm going to say, I, I, I missed that discourse, but I'm pleased just that that came out just above comparative religion. It is a close uh, one. It is so a close good. one. So good, man. They are so good, but I, 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 I am glad that Fizz Ed came up. Of it course, appears- nothing is. Pierce has some fucking bangers 100%. in that. Episode. I mean, this look at this top ten. Like beginner pottery, intro to film, football feminism, chicken fingers, modern warfare on top, of course, obviously. Um will be on top for a little while. How could it not be? Uh you're gonna be season two well, got season two's some, got some bangers. Good episodes. This we're going to start bangers. losing members bangers. of the top 10 Capital here pretty fucking quick. Capital G and Bangers. Fucking yeah, you heard me. That's amazing. Bangers and May. Bangers and May. M-A-Y-U-S-H. Well, we've done that, and you can find the Google Doc of our full rankings on the Twitter. But now that we've closed out these two episodes... Let us segue into plug, 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 plugs. Plug, 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 plugs. Um, no, no, sure. no uh, personal plugs uh, this time. I will promote, I was in a YouTube video uh, on Pet Simmer Julie's channel uh, where I uh, uh, read emails from a true story about uh, a <laughs> uh, notoriously bad game developer, uh, like bad as a human being. Um, so you can check out that video there. Boy, uh, the industry is full uh, yeah, of comics. Right the comic book community <laughs> is fucking shedding <laughs> male bullshit left, right, and fucking center right now. It's 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 hard out there for a pervert. I will I will also plug. These are two outdated <laughs> ooh, plugs, ooh. but everything I'm about to talk about is still readily available. Um, uh, Spike Lee's Malcolm X, which I just watched for the first time. Uh, which was fucking incredible. This unbelievable epic. It's like three and a half hours long. But if you're about to tell me that you haven't sat in front of Netflix for three and a half hours, I know I will be talking to a damn liar. Um, so absolutely. <laughs> Watching this show, we know for a fact it's exactly. a lie. Uh, and Denzel Washington should have fucking murdered the best actor category. He lost to Al Pacino in Scent of a Woman, which is a crime. It Like, okay. Al Pacino should be in jail okay. for that crime. Um, and then I also, because it was free this past weekend, I watched HBO's Watchmen for the first time. Um, and just... <laughs> It's as good as everybody said it was, you know? Yo, mm, my God. It was fucking good. And I am, this is my worst opinion, I am not super hot on the original Watchmen graphic novel. I must respect Dave Gibbons for incredible art. I have issues with that graphic novel. It's quite uh, troubling in certain ways. Um, But 
it's uh, the the show was phenomenal, and it's a show about uh, black pain and black love. Uh, and uh, absolutely, everyone, uh, go check that shit out. Beautiful. Beautiful. I have the Blu-ray. Wow. She is coming in the mail. Uh, whoever wants to oh, go next. Oh, love that. I'll do a little hop, skip, and a jump in here. Uh, I don't usually plug myself, but I'm just going to give a little fresh reminder because I uh, I think it's important that uh, since instead of trying to give a shout-out to all of the beautiful uh, and intelligent people that I follow and look up to currently on Twitter uh, with this movement going around, I figure uh, I spend most of my time retweeting and sharing other content. So go ahead and follow me at Jason Ziv. Uh, that's J-A-C-E-N-Z-I-E-V. Uh, that's on Twitter. That's on Instagram. Uh, don't follow me on Facebook. <laughs> but I'm also going to give a shout-out. <laughs> uh, just, just Facebook's a joke. That uh, uncomfortable laugh you made, though, was so good. Uh-huh. That... <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, but then also, like, uh, just uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, a queer, a black queer artist that I know. Uh, that I absolutely adore. They are an incredible dancer, an incredible performer. Uh, they're fantastic. Follow them on Instagram at Tweet Exclusively. Uh, they uh, they are a black queer dancer and performer and artist. Uh, they are speaking their truth right now, and they're also hosting. Uh, some open level virtual dance classes if that's something that you're into uh it's free for black queer and trans people and it's donation based for all others uh give them a little look see they're fabulous uh we love them very much and uh i want you to show them some love because they deserve it um and i think that's what i have to say this time around so there bingo bongo bingo bongo um, I don't have a ton that's new. Um, you know, I'm the, the video game goof on this in this group. <laughs> the, the others may enjoy video games, but I I take it to a different... I can't even finish you, that. Don't that you get all think, elitist I, uh, on me, don't you? You should see the numbers I've been clocking in on Persona 4 the last week, okay? Okay? Oh, man. Oh, man. Just, just plug it on in. Fight, fight, fight. Fight, fight, fight. No, but you are definitely long, more yeah, the video game boy. Go ahead. Sure, sure. But uh, yeah, you can follow any of that stuff at nerdybits.com. But uh, rather than like really plugging any of that stuff, I want to like, I don't know, this podcast has been tremendous in standing with oppressed and disenfranchised and people that have gone through shit. And uh, the game industry is just rolling right now in realizations that the Me Too movement didn't root out all of the shit. And uh, there's a lot just in the since like Saturday, Twitch, Facebook, Ubisoft, Paradox Interactive, Cards Against Humanity, Techland, Gato Studio and Bungie have all responded to claims of harassment and assault and it sucks and i i don't want to speak for everybody here but i feel like what i'm about to say everybody here would agree with um we believe all of the the survivors coming out and talking about it you are courageous we support you and uh fuck the patriarchy so much yeah fuck it so uh, don't fuck it 
because it's gonna try and fuck you anyway because it's fucking If you see someone who is yeah. in the patriarchy, do not fuck them, okay? <laughs> do not. Well, you do not deserve do not any of your fucks. Do not give them the satisfaction. Yes. Um, <laughs> But yeah, man, it's been interesting because like as as much of a fucking roller coaster this month has been, uh, there's a couple of people I really looked up to in the industry. One, uh, Chris Avalone, who was an, is a tremendous writer, uh, who had some shit come up, and it's like, man, fuck. And then another one, um, Esco Blades over at Ubisoft, who was really vocal about getting the black community and the underrepresented underrepresented uh, minority communities into games and giving them a platform both have had shit come up and like it sucks because like i everyone wants examples right everyone wants people to look up to and you know not all of them are fucking great so be if you have friends that are in games if you have friends that love games let them know about this um and if you do have friends that are in games and have dealt with this be by their side to help them stand with them support them Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you want to hear us talk about it in more detail, my podcast will be talking about it tomorrow night. So this week's episode will have a more in-depth and probably quite hard to listen to conversation about this shit. So I do also want to just say real quick because uh, you know we are nothing if we don't say their names. Uh, justice for Brianna Taylor. You know we're still her name is for some reason is not trending right now and it should still be trending. Uh, but also justice for Elijah McClain. Uh, if you don't know what's going on with Elijah McClain, uh, do some research. It is just absolutely tragic. Um, and uh, unfortunately, these are not these are not news stories. These are not unique stories. These are regular stories. And until these stories do not exist anymore, I will not cease to fight by my uh, black siblings um, and uh, try to create a better future. Uh, so yeah, uh, defund and abolish the police and keep going strong y'all we love you and uh yeah all cops are bastards fuck yeah all cops are bastards especially officer kakowski from tv's community um we (laughs) will be back next week uh with an episode about death and a kentucky fried episode of community but until then I went from dancing to like we almost finished the song one time. It just, it just, it felt right. It just you gotta felt keep right. them wanting more. Oh, it was, it'll happen. It'll happen eventually. But we got six seasons, y'all. Keep it coming. <laughs>